Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Uh, we're, as you know, uh, in Los Angeles, but uh, it's all happening because they're back in New York in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Mafia running things. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. And uh, what else did I want to tell you about? Oh, our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, Carver High saved 15% or more on his car insurance. Very excited about it. Also, uh, for all on the bench.com, always striving to be the best, always improving, giving you more. All my college and pro locks are up for uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Go get them while they're hot. And they're... Um, all ranked. All the plays are ranked. You get an email every day. Everybody loves it. It's very sophisticated. By the way, in October, mid-October, PharrellOnTheBench.com is getting better than ever. You're going to be blown away with what I'm doing to it. It's sickening. Better prices, better choices, more of them. You're going to feel like you're in Shangri-La on the site. You're going to absolutely trip out when you see it. Sign up. Hide the money from your wife. You will make fat stacks with PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L. That's not W's. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L there, schmo. All right. Uh, don't forget one other thing. We're in Los Angeles, as I mentioned, for the special editions here uh, tonight and tomorrow. Pharrell on a bench gearing up for the Spence Porter fight. Tune in. Catch the big showdown Saturday on pay-per-view. Killer uh, undercard, too. Also available on the Fox Sports app. You're telling me, Carver High, that your boy Kenny Albert will be flying out here tomorrow to do the fight. Kenny's calling the fight on Saturday night, yes. Did you reach out to him? I did. And what did he say? Leave me alone. Not heard back <laughs> from him yet. Yeah, I'll bet. But, but I know that he is going to be here tomorrow. He'll prob- He's probably flying out tonight. He loves us, and uh, if he big times us, I'm going to start having to slap well, no, him around. I, I, I think I'm about done with people trying to blow me off. Look, I, I, next time I see him, I'm going to humiliate you. I, I honestly think that <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I know this much, putting the pieces together from a little work that I did today. He was at Ranger practice today in New York. Right. So he was probably flying here tonight, I would guess. Right. He'll see that in the morning. He's probably doing some media obligations here in this room tomorrow right. afternoon. And he will text me back probably in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to be in this room because I said to him, we grab you for 10 or 15 minutes. So even if we have to come here in the afternoon and talk to him for 10 or 15 minutes, we can do that tomorrow. But we'll see what happens with that. I have not heard back from him yet. 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. Our good friend Joseph Blunt, Esquire the Third, Rippage GOP, Strong Island player, is here. Can you believe that I remember that every time I do it? It's, it's really hard. <laughs> it's amazing. To remember that. Joseph Blunt is true here. professional you are. What did you think of uh, coming into this place and having to... Oh, you went straight up to five from the yeah, from ballet. The lobby. You still haven't done the whole journey up to the 70th floor. you got to go to the 70th the floor. on the 70th. Then really? you go in another elevator. Yes. Yeah, then check you go to in. another, <laughs> you go to another <laughs> elevator to go down to your room. 
So the place is the this is the biggest skyscraper you can in the Western you Hemisphere. You can see San Francisco from up there. I mean, it's just uh, really. I kid no, you not. I mean, you can I see. Look to that. You can see all of Los Angeles from the top it's of this place. I mean, literally. <laughs> Got the Hollywood sign That's out there. Great. You all lit up tonight. I went out to the uh, pool today and swam uh, laps, and I I had like. I don't know, five chicks try to sleep with me. I believe that. In like five in five laps, maybe. Really? I, well, yeah, they were. Each time you got to the end of the well, pool. Well, they were throwing rose petals at me in the pool as I was swimming. I figured that meant some kind of love, some kind of love connection. That's what they do out here. It's custom. I guess. No one was in the pool but me. The water was freezing. I don't know how Carver High is going to make it to the end of the show without having a beer. I just don't even know how he's going to do it. Who knows? I heard you, you were cold in the pool today. Is that true? Freezing. It was freezing. But once I got going, I was good. I'm like an old well, chassis. Once you get it, well, usually when you got a cold pool, once you get in it, you're okay. It just, once you start swimming, you get you're out, fine. it's a problem. Well, I mean, I mean to tell you, that, that was not an issue. It was getting in was an issue because my onions, like, literally, I mean, they shrunk real quick. It was like, I got in, I was like, I looked at this chick that was sitting there, and I go, damn, that's cold. And she looked at me, she's like, don't look at me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> She gave me that look, like, just leave me alone. Was I want there nothing. people actually out there trying to get sun today? Well, there were, no, there was no sun. There was just there was people no out sun. there reading and, oh, you know, lost. sitting and read. reading and uh, such. Today's oh, been the coldest day so far since. Speaking uh, of reading, you can tell everybody about what you read on the plane I today? Did, I did read it. The whole book? The whole book I read in one sitting. The Coffee Bean. Remember the guy, John Gordon? He yes. was on a couple the weeks show ago. a couple weeks ago. So the, the book is... Um, Remember the story was about the guy that the guy that he did the book with was about this guy that was like a meth addict. Right. He used to be a college quarterback, and then he became a meth addict, and then he became like a you know a motivational speaker and life changing. Writes books and everything. He's Mister Positive, but anyway, he wrote this book with him, the guy that did the meth, and uh, but the story was about the coffee bean is about um, you know. Uh, it's it's bizarre, but it, it's about a, a coffee bean, like literally changing your life. A, one little coffee bean changing your life. And why is that? And so it, it talked about how if you put uh, carrots in boiling water, it turns to mush. If you put hard-boiled eggs in water, it turns hard. You get hard-boiled eggs. And then if you put a bean, a coffee bean in hot water, it'll turn into coffee. It'll actually turn into something worthwhile and uh, that you can – you can you can change your surroundings. You can change your life. You can be positive. You can make a difference in the world. You can uh, you can, great things can happen even in the toughest of environments and circumstances. When you're down, your mom and dad are getting a divorce. You're on drugs. You're a loser. You got unemployment. You've lost your home. Your wife left you. Your kids don't like you. And you can still change, turn your life around if you if you do positive things and, and make a difference in the world. And I read the whole book in 30 minutes. It's a real short, small book. It's very short, but it wasn't, it was incredible. I got to tell you, the book really made me open my eyes about how, because I'm not really Mr. Happy or wonderful or anything. And Mr. you know, I'm not Mr. Kissy, kissy. <laughs> you come on. I'm not a, I'm not Mr. Bedside matter, Mr. Sugar Plum. Uh, you know, Mr. Fairy's flying around the room when I'm sleeping. I'm nasty. I'm a mean old goat. But uh, it was really positive. It was unbelievable. Like, it was encouraging. I read the book. It was really good. And I got another one of his books as well about the team leadership. So it's team building. So what I'm going to do, Carver High, as you know, I'm always trying to improve our team 
building and bonding at the at the network down there, you know, with all the cigarette smoke and everything going on, uh, that we need uh, bonding in the... What we need is to bond that guy in his office so he can't get out of there and he can die in there. How does that <laughs> sound? There's a few things I can do. Anyway. I prefer to turn water to whiskey rather than oh, coffee. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like uh, Conor McGregor's whiskey, yeah. water. Yeah. <laughs> his crappy-ass whiskey that he's been ripping people off with. Uh Let's go. Uh, Devon is in Dallas on the ticket. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what up, D? <laughs> hey, I want to uh, ask you, what do you think of the Steelers this Monday? Um, it should be a win. I mean, against the 0-3 Bengals, they're crappy, and it's at home, so it should be a guaranteed win. Well, first of all, uh, there's nothing uh, guaranteed in the world except taxes and death. But I will say this. In the NFL, nothing is guaranteed at all. Like, you know, uh, you know, just like tonight, the Packers 3-0, and they're playing at home, Aaron Rodgers, they're just the greatest team in the world, and then they, they bid it. So well, I think it's just like the it, Eagles outplayed them. I think it's them. just like tonight in the sense that the Eagles needed tonight bad. Their season was on the line tonight because 1-3 in the NFC is a bad scene with how many good teams there are there. Steelers season is on the line on Monday night. They're 0 3. Now, they're not completely dead because a lot of the AFC sucks this year. They get to 1 and 3, like uh, Don brought up before. You know, if Cleveland beats Baltimore on Sunday, they're both 2 and 2, and the Steelers will be 1 and 3. They'll be one game back. So this is. Do you think Cleveland beats Baltimore Sunday? No way. I don't know about I, no I, way. I don't. I think that they can. They have a shot. I think that they do have a shot. But I'm not quite sure if they're going. Do you to think the Steelers beat the Bengals yes, on Monday? I think the Steelers. I think the Steelers absolutely. Uh, but you said it's this it's is a season automatic, saver for them. But this is absolutely desperation. They season have season on win. the line. They cannot lose again. Not only that, I said earlier, if they don't win, they got to win by ten or more. They got to win the game and kick their ass because they are finished if they lose that game. And oh, believe yeah. me, here's the thing. The Bengals, believe it or not, with this, having a good yeah, and this new coach of theirs, I got to tell you, I think the Bengals look better than Zach ever. Zach Taylor, yeah. Zach Taylor's done a good job with this team so far. I'll give him credit because I thought Marvin Lewis's teams were atrocious, and they just kept that guy in that job way too long. It was a disaster. But I got to tell you, this guy, they, I like their play calling. I think Dalton's had some good games. They've lost close games you know, uh, to Seattle and whatever. They've had several close games. So I'm not going to be surprised at all if the Bengals are in the game. But I think the Steelers desperately need to, frankly, beat that ass. They got to win the game. And, I mean, they got to win convincingly. If they win by two, like, because, you know, remember Seattle played, it was a one-point game and whatever, and then they had the Bills. The the Bengals took the lead on the Bills. Yeah, they did, 17-14. They should have won the game. But the Bengals played be- the Bengals played better than anyone thought, so I, that's what I'm saying. Right. They are playing well in every game. They are in every game. Well, they got, yeah, the, the, their two road games, they were in the game. They lost the game 21-20 to Seattle. And then they won. had one bad game. Well, the home game against the 49ers was embarrassing. It was terrible. They got ran out, but, and then they were close in Buffalo. So their two road games, they were in the game. Where, is this game in Cincinnati or Pittsburgh? Monday? It's in Pittsburgh. Okay, so another road game for them. They've played well on the road, road but... The loser of this game is theoretically 0-4. You're, you're done. You're starting to look. You're toward, done. You're starting to look towards April and the draft. Okay, early on in the season, but the winner 
even though you're one and three in a weak AFC, I you're think still that, breathing some life. Yeah, and I think the Steelers, uh, to be honest with you, um, you lose you lose a game, you get five turnovers in a game, and you lose. You, you really do suck. I mean, at, at this I was point, that last week let's just face that. facts. The Steelers suck. I mean, they they do not look good, and they've lost Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph has looked, you know, decent at best. And uh, James Conner sucks. That you know, everybody gave him. You know, they put him in the Hall of Fame after eight weeks last year, and now he's not doing anything. And so they got all kinds of problems, if you ask me. And uh, the talk about them doing anything to me is vastly overrated. Right. There is nothing going Listen, on positive they'll, they'll right now. They'll still have the a pulse if they win Monday night. They still have a pulse. If they lose, they're done. Lose and done. One in three. I still say they're toast. They're not. But going. they have a pulse. Pulse, but they're not going to the playoffs. Especially if the Browns win Sunday. They said 0-3 was a like 17%, and then 0-4 is like a 7% to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't buy into all the uh, charts and graphs you know, so I, I don't, and computers and, and FPIs and all this other nonsense and analytics. Here's the deal. Well, nobody's done it. No, but if you lose, yeah, if you go 0-4, you're finished. Yep. And if you go 1-3, I still think you're finished. I still do. I do not believe that they will. Now, if you win four straight games and you're four and three, now we can talk. But they have to get at least a 500 before I'm going to start giving them any uh, rose parades. Uh, let's go to uh, Ricky in Alexandria, Virginia. I'm so old I can't even read anymore, and I got glasses on. I'm just I can't even see it. That's how bad it is. What's up? What's up, Scotty? Appreciate the show, man. Hey, thanks, Ricky. Hey, uh, real quick, I'm a Giants fan. Uh, I got two things. One, who do you think is going to win, I guess, the Giants and the Redskins? And two, how well do you think Daniel Jones will do in his debut in New York? Well, first of all, his debut in Tampa was, I thought, very special. I thought he played great. He played great in the preseason, which is a joke. But to carry it into that game and to win that game, to watch Gabe miss that kick, and he deserved it. That was a great win for that kid, Danny Dimes. I was impressed by him. Now, it's going to be a little different. No Barkley in the backfield. Uh, you know, Ebron, is that his name? Eric Ebron. Uh, yeah. what, what's the kid's name, uh, the, the tight end for the Giants? Evan Ingram. Ingram. He, I think that he has to take advantage of that guy. I think he, they need to throw the ball to him. I think Shepard needs to get the ball. I think they need to let uh, Jones go off because they're not going to have a running game. Now, here's the deal. They are playing, in my view, one of the, I believe, the three worst teams in the league, and Washington's one of them. So if they don't beat them, it's humiliating because I told you the other night after they played the Bears, I am done with that crap. That team is a just literally, they are, you know what they are? They're the flu. They are the flu. You get the flu, you're done. You, they have the flu. The Redskins organization is a joke. We've all talked about this all week. We had Chad Dukes on the show. They are pathetic. I mean, they are so bad. Now, listen, I hope that guy, Chase, uh, Case Keenum's foot is broken because I want to see the kid Haskins play. I really do. I want to see what he can do because that team sucks, and let's just get it on. If you suck that bad, there's no point in my mind of playing this Keenum because he sucks too. They should just play the kid. Let's see what he's made of because the Giants finally did it. They had the stones to do it. What are the Redskins waiting for? The second coming? And now, if the Giants can win Sunday at home against the Skins, suddenly they're 2-2. Two and two. After a horrible start the first two weeks, they could be 2-2. Two and two. All right. I know it's wins over Tampa and Redskins, but still. All right, call the show. We want to hear from you. The phone lines are open. And I don't know how Carver High is going to make it to the end of the show. He's dying. 
for hey blunt stop cracking beers on the show honest right. to god what is going on here I'm drinking Perry, Perrier and lime. It is pathetic, and I don't even have a lime. It's Pharrell on the bench from Lipstick City. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, we're back in uh, Lipstick City. In that city, city of angels, Los Angeles. Uh, Joey Blunts is here stopping by for a little visit. He lives in uh, Corona. What up, Corona? Shit, you do. Oh, Jacob. Uh, Riverside, Corona, they're right next to each other, right? It's down over, man. Well, I used to grow weed out in Elsinore. Wait, are we on the air? What? Hello? Check one, two, Summerfest. Just through there. <laughs> Indian Summer. Ah. 855-212-4227. Now, did I not tell you, seriously, Carver High, I mean, legitimately, that I, I think I did make it clear that the Cubs yes. would not win another game. They I mean, did lose they, to the Pirates again today, again. right? Again. What now, is that? Is that 10 in a row? We talked about this last night. How pathetic are the Chicago Cubs? I mean, they might as well fire everybody well, today. here's where they're important this weekend. Quitters, bunch we, of femmes. We talked about this last night. We were wondering how Milwaukee would show up to Cincinnati today. After, over. after partying last night, and they won. They won. The afternoon game today in uh, Cincy. So, weekend series. They're a game out. They're one out, three for them in Colorado, and the Cardinals host the Cubs. Do the Cubs have no anything? Way. If they no, can win no one game. No way. If they can win one game this weekend. And they tie them. And the Brewers sweep in Colorado, we can get a one-gamer on Monday. Winner gets the division, loser so has to play the Nationals. The problem I have with that is is that I, I think the Rockies suck, but I will say this. There's nothing better than when your season is over and you have absolutely zero, zero to do except, you know, play it out and be done and pack your, you know, glad bag and go home. There's nothing better than it for a team that has nowhere to go that is not going to the postseason. They're finished. It's been to finished. Ru- ruins it. There's nothing better than winning but, but, one game to ruin it for but, someone. But, but, but here's That's the thing. their whole playoff. Milwaukee's going to the playoffs anyway. So they wouldn't even really be ruining it for them. It's not like you're keeping them out of the playoffs. Right. But the Cubs, I, the Cub-Cardinal thing is they're such big rivals. It's over. And they embarrassed them at Wrigley last weekend. What do you, you need to know? Any, you can't get any... You know, a little juice here to go out and beat the no. Cardinals once this Wash, weekend. Wash, rinse, and repeat. Well, They're going to do the Madden same thing to him again. What? Did you hear what Madden said today? No. Uh, He's moving to San Diego to be the Padre <laughs> manager? No, he said, I'll put out the appropriate guys to play based on what's good for our people, not their people. We'll put a good team out there regardless. Now, of course, the Brewers are going to be. Of course they are. I get it. Quite frankly, there are certain things I don't give an S about. That would be one of them. Like he, so, he doesn't care. He's gonna put out whoever he wants, and if it's not the so right guys, not really win, he doesn't care. Listen, uh, Joe should take a really good look at the crap he's putting out there every day for the last two weeks. They haven't won a game in a month. It's all right, Joe. It's your last weekend as Cub manager. Yeah. Uh, enjoy that World Series ring. Put that in the uh, safety deposit box. Well, it is gonna be worth. It, it is worth a lot. So they're starting. They're, they're already go. shutting down. You Darvish, Kyle Hendricks, and also probably Anthony Rizzo, Ben Zobris, and Jason. So Hayward. nobody's gonna play. Listen. They will not. He will go if he goes to the San That's Diego. That's a terrible Padres, job by Joe. I'm sorry. I don't That's even believe. I don't job. even believe he'll get that job. But if he does, if he get, if he gets that job, he still won't. He'll never win another one. He will not win a World Series out there. Do you believe that? For one minute, he's going to win a Absolutely. World Series nobody, with the Padres. Nobody's winning a World Series in San Diego. Nobody. 
Right. It don't matter who it is. I'm Nobody. still amazed that Machado went out there. Why would you go there? Because it's San Diego. Do, he's got three hundred dollars. So, so, so Madden, Madden won in Tampa. He won. Uh, won, yes. He, oh, he brought them back from the dead. Yeah. Brought them from the dead. So he did a good job in Tampa, but he never won anything. Right. He went to the World Series. Did not win. the Phillies, yeah. But then he won a, a, a ring in at Chicago with the Cubs, when, which is a great accomplishment for 108 years to win a ring. So his career is set. There, it does not matter. He won a he won a ring with the Chicago Cubs, but at the end of the day, in my opinion, he has fallen off a cliff in Chicago, and I mean, he will never, in my mind, ever be a, in. Literally, I'm going to say it, a winner again. I, I, I think his days are over look, of being a winner. He, he might never be a winner again. I agree with you. He might never be a winner again. Let's say he goes to San Diego, he might never be a winner. But I'll tell you this: he's a Hall of Fame manager. And I'll tell you why. He did two things that nobody else has done in this league. He took Tampa, who had never won anything. I'll give you that. And made them a winner. And he got the first Cub World Series in 180. There's no denying. There's no denying. Well, I don't know about that. Right? He's going to be Hall of Fame. He's going to be Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you. Cannot win one World Series and go to the Is Hall Mike of Fame. Is Mike Sosha going to the Hall of Fame as a manager? No, but he. Didn't That's do, a great he point. Didn't, he didn't do the things that Madden did. He co- he, he kept his like job for 20 years. Yeah, uh, division championships. But he never he won it once. Yep. So Madden's a Hall of Fame manager. I think Bochy's a Hall of Famer. Well, he's got multiple World Series. But I'm not giving a guy a Hall of Fame for one. Right. I, I have a hard time giving him Hall of Fame status. I don't know, but I don't know anything. I'm not Mr. B- uh, baseball Hall writers. Hall of Fame stuff is always argument. Well, we'd have to ask. We'd have to ask uh, Nightingale or uh, Scott Miller or, or, or Harper. Harper. Do you put him in a Hall of Fame with one ring? I think that what you did in Tampa. I know it's not a ring, but that franchise was an absolute doormat for its entire existence, and he made them relevant. I will. Is Roger Nielsen a Hall of Fame coach? For getting the Rangers their first cup Roger. in 40 years? Mike Keenan. Keenan? Yeah. He is a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Uh, well, because well, of Chicago. But. Mike Keenan is a Hall of Fame coach. He, he won you know, but, in a but, lot but, of listen, places. Listen, if they let every guy in that has one ring, they wouldn't have any more room in Cooperstown for anybody because there'd be a ton of guys that would be in with one ring. Am I wrong? Not just managers, but players. There's a lot of guys that have won rings that aren't in the Hall of Fame. There's been a million guys that have been on teams that got a ring. Doesn't mean you're going to the Hall of Fame. I think he's done a great job. I'm saying the whole body of work. That's all that I'm... Fair enough, but I don't know if they're going to... Now, listen. The cub ring is special. One of the things that is going to be advantageous for him is that people love him. Oh, yeah. So he's been so good to the media that they will probably vote him in. But I'm willing to say he doesn't deserve to be but, in the But Hall it's of also, fame. and remember, because he's a manager, it's not one of these things where he gets voted on by the writers. It's those dopey committees, like the ones that just put Wait. Tory and Bob, Bobby Cox got one ring. So they'll put him in. He went in. Bobby Cox won 14 I straight am, division I titles. I understand that. That guy's God. But right? I'm just saying, so there's one guy who had one ring that Listen, went in. All right. It's just a very... Very negative person, I got to tell you. Get him a beer or something, this guy. What is he going to do? He's not even going to make it to the end of the show. Nope. Uh, Tony in Birmingham on the jocks. What's up, Scotty Ferreira? Oh, I got All right. Hey, uh, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan way down here in the south. There you go, uh, Tone. That's right. Uh, I've been a Bills fan since Courtney has been at left Alabama and then uh, went up there and played and uh, – been a fan ever since but uh you know i'm really excited how the season has started but you know uh 
I've been, you know, looking at stuff online, and people are saying we're the worst, you know, undefeated team. I mean, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, you're you're the Bills fan. Look, I mean, they have a top five defense. How everybody look around the league at the teams that are undefeated, and look at who they've beaten. I get it. That's the Bills true. haven't That's beaten true. anybody good. Have the Patriots beat anybody good? Have that the Forty Niners have the Forty Niners beat anybody good? The Steelers are zero and three. I think this, you know. The 49ers haven't beaten anybody. The Patriots haven't. Who else is undefeated? If they the all... Bills beat the Patriots on Sunday in Orchard Park, I will take my pants off <laughs> on the, listen, on the plane, ride home. I'm I will dying. literally, listen, I promise you, I will take my pants off like Austin Matthews, but I will literally pull everything off. I will have, because no, he did it with his underwear on and grabbed his butt cheeks. I'm going to take my entire pants and underwear off, and I'm going to walk from the first class of the plane back to the back, back to the back urinal in the back of the plane, and I'm just going to walk right down the aisle so everyone can see my action, and I'm just going to do it. Because if the Bills beat the Patriots, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to walk naked until they arrest me. Look, I'm going to get off the plane. I'm going to be arrested by federal agents. As we've said a couple times here, Tony, I don't expect them to win on Sunday. It would be unbelievable if they did. I want to see how they stack up and compete with this team. That, to me, is the Aren't most Aren't we having Tim thing. Graham on tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, Tim Graham. Carver High said to me today that if the uh, Bills win over the Patriots, he's going to uh, quit his job and follow Jesus. Very possible. And live in the woods, up in the mountains, in the high desert. And grow a beard. Oh, wait a minute. I think he meant the Hollywood Hills. Blunts, honest to God, with the drinking. Sorry. Jesus. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, back in uh, L.A. All right, so this one, this one's shot. And then these are all good for tomorrow. There's a lot happening here. Jeez. In L.A. Don't drink the JMO. 25 a shot. Listen, that's crazy. I don't know. Fifteen bucks a beer up there on the seventy-third floor. I can't actually recall. I just bought you a twelve-pack for that. I cannot believe. (laughs) That's for after the show. (laughs) Where is that? Out in your car? It's in my fridge. So where is the uh, name? One place. I've been everywhere, all over the world, and I don't. I don't remember a twenty-five dollar shot of JMO. Two fingers. JMO. Come I've on. I've been to a couple places in Manhattan and th- in Palm Springs. I think that if you went to a couple places in Vegas. The Aria? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple bars in Vegas yep. that if you go to, very few, but there's a couple Cosmo bars in Vegas that they, they you would pay $25 for a, a shot, a two-shot uh, snifter of uh, of JMO. Yeah, you'd pay 25 bucks. No question. That's some BS. In fact, like I love JMO, I love JMO, but I gotta tell you, it ain't worth twenty five bucks MGM, for two fingers. That MGM right? lobby bar we were at for Pacquiao Thurman last time we came for one of these fights in July, it was mighty expensive for for one of those drinks. So it's you know there. And where was that? The MGM lobby bar. Oh yeah, was expensive for one of those drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beers weren't like they are here. Yeah, but the at least beers you can here I've sit never sit there and gamble and get free drinks. You 15 know what bucks I mean? 15 bucks for a beer. Can't even do that here. Is insane. Yeah, but not not so much really. Uh, you you can you still can play the video poker and all that. Yeah, you you have bar. to be gambling to get to get some kind of drinks yeah, in but, Vegas. No, well, that bar didn't have any Do they give you they give you drinks when you're playing free bet at the Prohibition? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Right? Yeah. Don in uh, Florida, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, man? What's going on, dude? 
Hey, not a whole lot. I just want to talk about some of that, uh, the coaching blunders tonight. It's kind right. of a sloppy game. Yeah, I don't know I what was that. the what, what was the coaching blunders because I just thought like I heard the guy Lafleur after the game he was crying about uh, pass interference calls. He said I don't even know what it is anymore. Pass interference. He's right about that. Listen, there was a oh, lot of yeah. flags. What game aren't there a lot of flags in now in college and pro football? It's the whole it's he the whole cha- game. He challenged a play that probably should have been pass interference and they didn't overturn it. It's tough with these with challenging these pass interference plays have honestly been guessing games so far. Right. They lost. That's you know, no one's happy when they lose. Okay, so then all the uh, excuses come out, and then and then you get the proverbial blame the media for your loss. So you know, there's only one way to deal with this. I'm going to blame you, and I'm going to walk off the presser set. Right? That's it. So I'm not well, sitting exactly. here and an- I'm not answering your questions. These coaches because they get mad. They're mad that they lose, and then they're mad at the calls. And then they're mad at the media. So they go home, and then they're mad to their wife. Meanwhile, she's been with some other dude all night. She could care less what he thinks. I mean, honestly. I just wanted to to let all Eagles fans know they should thank uh, Frank Reich for that lucky Super Bowl. Because obviously Doug Peterson, he's got plenty of luck, and it's always running out. Frank Reich lost his luck, and he's still doing good. He took old Nick Foles, won a Super Bowl, Jacoby Brissett. Honestly, Don, Don, to be fair, I mean, Peterson was calling the plays in that Super Bowl. I mean, Frank Reich wasn't. I think that uh, he was not. I think uh, Peterson's got a rock, and uh, your boy doesn't. So I, you know, at this point, I listen. I can't even deal with this stupid <laughs> thing anymore. Hang up on it. I I mean, what do I got to do here? Like seriously, Mafia, hang up the phone for Christ's sakes. I'm sitting here banging this computer. God, blunts, honestly. So uh, yeah, I, I'm right. I don't even want to be right. These guys are so touchy after these lose. When they lose, forget about it. I mean, it's just you're not a, allowed to question anything that they did. Yeah, they, it, it makes for great comedy, though. But they blame the media for everything. This guy Belichick, he does it every week. He cannot stand it. He thinks that they're vermin. Belichick, the media. Belichick just, was he honestly loathes the media. It was his own doing what happened this month because he should have known. Well, he didn't know bringing Brett Brown in what was going to happen in oh, terms of please. How do you not right? know but, that? You must be stupid. But once that happened, it got worse for him, and then the question started. Well, then he up, just said, see you later. Was, but I think that I, I think he actually knew full on what this guy was capable of with his uh, narcissism that it could happen. He, I just think he believed that he would be the one that would stem it, that he would be the one that could break him like a stallion. Yeah, they took that Blunt guy. He was always trouble wherever he was at, the Garrett Blunt. And, yeah. And he did fine with that. He did so. great. So they had success with troubled uh, people, and he thought, this is no different, no problem. But then he found out what kind of a catastrophic nightmare that guy is. <laughs> but none of these coaches <laughs> like to be second-guessed. We know that. They don't like to sit up there. Look at Kitchens last Sunday after the Browns lost that game to the Rams, and they were asking about that fourth down draw and all that. You know, they don't like to be. They don't like to be. Well, he's he does not. He has been a head coach. Right. He, he is absolutely the worst. He's over his head. He, 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 I don't know about. I don't know if he's. Uh, well, media wise, he's in over his head. One thousand percent. He's he, never had to stand there and take the heat. Right. He's flag. not polished right. in front of uh, people. He is uh, very raw as a coach. And I think that you know he's he's been a good coach as an, an as an assistant, but he never coordinator. Had, but he never had to answer questions ever. Right. Like what some co- you know some 
some writer, some well, college week, writer well, asks him a question. Well, like, once a week, the coordinator. No one talks to the talks to the mediator. Once a week, they do a little press conference, but it's not hard-hitting stuff. It's it's about it's guys that – Exactly, but when you're the head coach, you have to deal with bigger issues. So he has not handled that well, and he comes across as a real D. He's been, you know, arguing with people and, and threatening people and everything else. And his whole act of, if you're not in orange and brown, you're not, you're nothing to us. Well, you're nothing to us either, fatso, so whatever. <laughs> No one cares what you think. Like, it's so funny. These guys act like they're God's gift to the world. Like, no one gives a rat's ass what you think, bro. Take a shave, dude. You look like a mess. What's that cat with the uh, mullet? I mean, honestly, let's stop. Like, if you don't look good and you're – this is the NFL, and you look like – this guy looks like he just rolled out of a frat house. Probably worse (laughs) than that. You think you're giving him a little credit with the rolling out of the frat house. I mean, mean, honestly – I, I don't care what you say. The guy looks like a just a disaster. He looks like he just got off a motorcycle with Bobby Petrino. He did. Really? <laughs> he looks like he's in a Hell's Angels. Your boy, Freddie. But, you know, he's the nicest guy in the world when they win. They're all nice when they win. There's never a guy in the world that's a jerk when they win. All these athletes love attention when they win. Watch what happens. Go into any team that just won a pennant or they win a, a wild card or they win a – they win a division race, and they have their little champagne uh, caviar dream party afterwards in the locker room spraying everybody with champagne. Name one guy that won't do an interview in, in that room. There's not one. Even the worst player on a team will do a 45-minute interview and talk about how wonderful it is because they are all nice when they win, and when they lose, they're all a bunch of Ds. Can't find them. That's all there is to it. Scotty in Maryland, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I think uh, this weekend Cleveland will be completely shut down by the Ravens. I don't know who anointed the Browns atop of that division way back when. I I think they're a joke. They're still the Browns. And, by the way, I called before, uh, and I think the Patriots are going to win it all. Nothing. They, They might lose to the Bills, by the way. But I still think they get to the Super Bowl somehow or another. Win the yeah, whole thing. I, I'll hang up and listen to your reaction. All right. Well, listen, uh, I, I don't – I think they're both good teams, and I think it's going to be – I've said this. I think it'll be a, a good game in, in Baltimore. That uh, They're going to slaughter them and all this other stuff. I don't, I don't buy that. I think at the end of the season, they'll both be battling for that playoff spot and the division crown. And I think that, you know – I do know this, that the Bills' defense is legit, and I also think the— Pat's defense is legit. They're both legit, but I don't think—I I truly don't believe that the Patriots respect the Bills. They I, don't. They I, never have. They just don't. Their, their fans don't respect them. Their media doesn't respect them. Their Belichick—I mean, Belichick says the right things all week. Josh nope. Allen's going to be tough. Their defense is tough. And I think the Bill maybe believes that stuff. Nor should they, because they've never beat them. Well, I mean, the Bills have beat them twice— in Orchard Park in the last 19 years. They, so That's all you need uh, to know. I mean, that that's pretty much all that you need to know. That's it. They never beat them, so but that, why would they respect them? They own no, them. No, and, and listen, and I know that he said that if the, you know, they're, 
the, the whether the Patriots win or lose on Sunday, it's not going to determine whether or not they're going to be back in the Super Bowl again, which we all know that they're going to be. They could lose in Orchard Park on Sunday, and they'll still win we, the AFC. No one knows what's going to happen. If, if something happens to Brady or anything else, like this guy Edelman's banged up with ribs, if that guy's injured, if this guy, if Gordon gets in trouble or if Gordon gets injured, any of them, they've already lost guys on their offensive line. If, if Brady went down or anybody, if, if they have problems – I do not believe that it's just a absolute uh, certainty that they're going. I, I want nothing more than someone else to be there. I, I, I'm just sick and tired of it. So I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm sick and tired of it. All right, I got to go from L.A. We'll be here again tomorrow night broadcasting live from the Intercontinental on Wilshire in downtown Los Angeles for Spence Porter. The fight Saturday. Call your cable operator. Order it on Fox Pay-Per-View and on the Fox Sports app. For Mafia back in New York. Carver High here, our good friend Joey Blunts. I'm Pharrell. Good night, everybody. See you tomorrow night from L.A. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.